1: Welcome back to the 750. I am your Joe Choa. He is your 7-5, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. And just like me, his college team got a big win last Saturday. It took a couple of overtimes to get it done, but congratulations to the Oklahoma Sooners. Tony Casillas, how are you doing today, my friend?
2: I'm doing good, and you're right. That was, uh, wow, that was a remarkable game. Four overtimes, I think the game actually at. Had- Lasted four hours, but uh, man, I just couldn't. I would never thought. I think the over and under RJ was 70, and I mean, the game like that to go over 100 points, I mean, it was ridiculous. But hey, a win's a win, we pulled it out,
1: yeah. I, beat Texas. uh, yeah, I mean, like like I mentioned, both of our schools got a, a big win, you know, you beat Texas in the grass, you beat Florida, man. That's, that's huge. right, and uh, I, I had what i i would imagine i had similar experiences or an, a similar experience when AM went to seven overtimes against lsu a couple of years ago and the only thing i kept thinking about this was a little bit different because the game was was a noon kick obviously um i remember i interviewed jay sternberger now the green bay packers tight end and, and we talked about that game and he said that all he kept thinking about was was like, what time is it? But, like, real time. Like, what what is the actual time? Because we've been out here forever at this point. And, I, I mean, it was like halftime of the afternoon games by the time that thing ended. It was it was nuts. Were you on the edge of your seat?
2: Yeah, well, I actually uh, I watched it with a friend of ours. And uh, I think that I checked every box of any food that you could eat over the week last weekend. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. So we went from breakfast to almost dinner because the game was 11 o'clock kickoff and and I think the game ended at four and you're right you know they were waiting to play the you know the second game and um I think that game right there was just depicted by just what you usually see big plays and turnovers but I know as a player man I mean those kids were just battling their ass off and I could just imagine at the end of the game it uh euphoric when it came to actually winning but uh Man, I, here's the thing about that game. I always think that it's going to be a tremendous, you know, ending, kind of like the A&M, some of their games. And when they played mm-hmm. historically, I mean, we'll bring up the Texas game. But, again, I never would, never would have thought it would go four overtimes and the over would be close to 100 points. But, again, man, what a remarkable game. And, yes, you're right. Uh, there was a lot of uh, adult beverage to be had that while <laughs> they were watching it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I could not believe it was only the second time it had ever gone to overtime, just given all the, you know, the history within the game and the matchup. But, uh, congratulations to Oklahoma. And that was where our football joy kind of ended for the weekend. Tony, obviously, um, you know, we're a couple of days removed now from Dak Prescott's season ending ankle injury. Um, I, I don't know where to start here. I mean, we, we it's been talked about, obviously, and, and we all know that Dak's gone for the season. We've all seen all the love and admiration poured out for him, um, you know, by the whole world, really. Um, your thoughts on, on Dak and, I mean, the, the type of person he is and, and the, the, the blow that this is to this Cowboys team that was already fighting an uphill battle in a lot of ways.
2: Well, it was a crying game for me. I, I just, whenever I saw that play... And I, I, I was like Tony Romo. I wish it had just been a cram, but it wasn't. I think immediately you think about him, um, and just seeing the the tears and emotion. And look, I think anytime—not that it doesn't really matter. I mean, when you see a horrific injury like that, a compound fracture, Mm -hmm. uh, you you just—you know—all these thoughts go through your head, and you just—I mean, just it was just just very horrific. And to, who he is, you know, just for what he represents and just being a great guy and just, uh, you know, the whole the contract and, you know, taking, uh, you know, betting on himself to have a great year, which he was having an awesome year, and to see it end like that. I, I don't think – and, I, again, I think it's just a result of him as a person. I mean, you know, you can throw away, I mean, the athlete, the, the professional athlete, the quarterback of the franchise, but I think you got a lot of people, sentimental – uh, just, uh, you, you know, just attributes to the character they has. And I think for me, it was just, it was just sad. And, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, you, how can you not sit there and watch it and just tear up? And then, you know, you see him go off the field. I mean, it reminds me of a movie. I mean, it, you know, it's a yeah. bad, you know, it's one of those, you know characters in, the, in a in a really good movie that dies and not to put it that way but something bad happens to that guy and you're like why does bad things have to happen to a good person and the way it ended like that abruptly uh, it was just i mean i was lost for words
1: no i i think that it was very much like like a movie um like uh, again, not to equate it to a death, but yeah. um like um it, and and this is this is a meme that, that people use a lot uh, but it, it's kind of like in the Lion King when mufasa dies and you and you're just like you just have this like sinking feeling you know like why am I gonna even watch through re- and that's that's what I think the rest of the game was. It was kind of like, okay, I mean we're, we're, you're gonna play football after this you know like we're, like you know it was it was kind of meaningless and they won and obviously that that's a good thing, but now, I mean, you know, you, you've you seen, you know, I, I think the closest thing for you is, is what happened in 93. And obviously Troy came back Um, and, and obviously you guys still won the Super Bowl. Uh, but but I don't know. I mean, what would that feel like? I mean, because I have to imagine and, and these, this is the reality of the season and of sports. But if you're on this team, you're, you're Tony Casillas defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. A part of you has to know when you go home and you talk to your your wife, your significant other, your your brothers, your sisters, whoever, you've got to be saying, okay, our season is, we're not one of the Super Bowl this year, right? Like you're, you're definitely, you know that as a player, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, and, and look, I'm not trying to use life and death in reference to it. So I think it's this degree of the injury because when you see that type of injury, a compound fracture where his ankle's going away and his leg's going the other, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to look at that. I don't even want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people will be posting the picture of it. And I'm like, really? I don't want to see that. I mean, I don't, I, mean, I, I think we all get it. Um, but I think it's just as a player, I think it's, you know, he's, he's a, you know, as a leader of your family, you know, he's the guy that brings home the, you know, the, you know, the groceries and this is a provider. Right. I mean, he's your quarterback. And you're like, what are you going to do without him? And again, I think it just resonates through all his teammates who he is, RJ. I mean, I, I think that that's the, you know, the respect that he has, and it's pretty – it's really genuine. And yeah. – I, I but unfortunately, you know, for him, his season's over. But, you know, the Cowboys still got to continue playing, you know, football and continue working and, and doing their job, which is difficult at times. Uh, and, you know, let's take it a step forward. I mean, I've been on teams where you've lost a member through death, and it was really hard to really get motivated, but you just had to do it. And sometimes you just pull together, and, and I like the whole – the ending, let's win one for Dak, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Red Rifle comes and you know backs his back and you know backs him up, and they made tremendous throws, and you know just relatively won the game, and you know for their brother Dak, and I think that you have to, you know, you're just basically stunned because, I mean that's it's a game of seconds, right? I mean mm-hmm. one day you're one second you're throwing touchdown passes, and the next second you're going to the hospital and your season's over. I mean, that's how quick it happens. So, right. I mean, once that registers and you feel like, okay, we got to move past that. I mean, I hate to use this reference. I mean, what it's like the cliche. What what would Dak want you to do? Well, Dak right. would want you to go out there and continue playing. So, I think you have to have that type of motivation and really just you have to continue. You know, Football goes on.
1: Right. I think the best sort of reflection of that is – right away Andy Dalton gets sacked and every Cowboys fan I'm sure is like, what are you doing? You know, you, like, you know, let, let him, let him, let him warm up. You know what I mean? Like, cause every Cowboys fan is processing all these emotions, but the New York Giants are saying, look, this sucks. And, and we certainly feel bad for you, but we want to win too. We we're trying to play. We're trying to, you know, make our marks. Of course we want. I mean, that's, that's just the, that's just the game. Yeah, right? You I mean, just
2: forget about that. You know, once you, you know, look, injuries is part of the game. Right. I think for us watching it, um, I think in uh, making an observation of it and seeing it happen, I think it would probably resonates a little bit more. But when you're a player, you got to just, you know, you got to move on past it. I mean, they've had so many injuries this year. They have like 13 guys that are on IR. It's like a, it was maybe 14 now. And that's, uh, you know, that's more than any team in a national football league. Uh, but yeah, I think they use this as a way of, of just motivation. I mean, Andy Dalton is going to be a, a very serviceable, good quarterback. I mean, dude's mm-hmm. got experience in the National Football League. Uh, he's not going to put numbers what Dak does, and he's not going to have the, I don't know, uh, just the the face and maybe the leadership, but he's highly respected. So, again, thats I think fans have to just realize that, you know, this is part of the business, and we hate seeing it happen to someone like Dak Prescott because he is such a lack of better words, a lovable guy. I mean, people like him, likable. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's human, you know. He's vulnerable. He does a lot of things that people can relate to. And I think that really hits home more.
1: I want to talk about Andy Dalton. My last thing on deck, um, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football on Monday – um, had a, he, he put it in a way that I thought was really interesting, and you obviously played for the Cowboys and played for some other teams, so I'm curious if if you would agree with this. He said that the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and we all know, like people say, oh, the quarterback, of the Cowboys, you know, point guard for the Lakers, short start for the Yankees, whatever. But he said the quarterback of the Cowboys is like the prince of the NFL, just because of of who the Cowboys are and 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 whatnot. Do you agree with that? Like, like I mean, you know, playing on other teams, like when you were in Atlanta, you know, like is is there this, you know? I mean, again, you don't want to talk about other injuries, but if, if this had happened to somebody else, I mean, same exact situation. Some of it, to your point, is, is Dak's personality and and the fact that he's been so honest and so vulnerable and so open, and he's gained a lot of fans here lately in the last couple of months. But but some of it is is that he is the quarterback for the Cowboys and that that story is that story, but that it's that story while he plays for America's team.
2: I think if you're someone like Josh Allen that gets hurt. Not that it's a big story. Um, I don't think it's profound as it is, as Dak Prescott, not to take away, you know, Josh Allen or whoever it may be. Right. He's
1: playing MVP ball. Yeah.
2: I mean, everyone's important, you know? Um, I think it is. I think a lot of people hate to hear that. I know Stephen A. Austin hates to hear it. Uh, But, uh, you you know, a lot of people that, that love to hate the Cowboys, I mean, that's, they're the story. I mean, and, and again, when you're a quarterback, I mean, you're up on the pedestal. That's why you, you know, you have to deflect all the criticism, mm-hmm. everything that goes along with a quarterback. But I think certainly, and to answer your question, yeah, I just remember it was totally different when you played, when I was on another team, when I played the Cowboys or I played the Rams or right. uh, you played the, the Giants or the Cowboys. I mean, it just represents a lot. It, it, you know, it's it's totally different, you know, respect, if you will, and respect for your team playing someone like Cowboys because people are going to watch you. I think that that's the eyes are all on you uh, because it is a storyline. I mean, we see the, you know, on all the headlines of sports and, you know, our show, obviously we cover the Cowboys, but look at the headlines. The headlines is going to leave with the Cowboys because it is a story because people, you know, the fan base is huge and, just the the polarization of what, you know, the brand and Jerry's done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just – I mean, it's like, as you mentioned, it's like the Lakers, the Giants, excuse me, the, the Yankees, and the Cowboys. I mean, there's yeah. not a bigger brand than that. And so what comes along with that is, you know, uh, is respect and the brand. And, and, and attention. It, and Yeah, and, and just – yeah, because if you're watching – if you play the Cowboys and you play the Browns and you're the Giants or you're the Miami Dolphins – And I saw you tweet something out about how many people were watching this last the Giants and the Cowboys game. I mean, it's like double the what the people watch, you know, other teams that are in the National Football League. Marquee games, so to speak. But, you know, it's it's been like that. And, yeah, I think that it really, really is a story. And when you see someone being carted off on the field and they're crying, I mean, I can still – I mean, it's – it's and you see them just – you see the anguish. You see the pain in their face. I mean, it it affects you. It gets to you, man.
1: Totally. No, I mean it 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 it's it's hard to, to properly contextualize. And... I mean, it was
2: hard. I mean, I don't know about you, but I see that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just, I'm like bawling like a baby. You know. I mean, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I tear up, so to speak. But, I mean, it's it's human, man. I mean, I hope Skip Bayless watched that, and I hope his. Little ass was crying, had some t- tissue there. And, you know, it, it, it probably would affect someone like that, someone that's, like, dehumanized or whatever. But, yeah, I think to your question, yeah, it, it really resonates more.
1: No, and I agree with you. I mean, you know, during Monday Night Football, between the Chargers and the Saints, they cut to mm-hmm. to give an update. I mean, it's it's a bigger deal. With, with all due respect to all other NFL teams, they, they are the Dallas Cowboys. Um, okay, so, well, Andy Dalton now has, from an individual standpoint, The best opportunity he could have asked for, obviously due to unfortunate circumstances, you know, with Dak Prescott, but, you know, you look at, you know, Ryan Tannehill as a different, way different example. Last year specifically chose the Tennessee Titans when he was in free agency because he chose a team where he thought he could ultimately get involved at some point because they didn't have a great starter in Marcus Mariota. He could come in, he could play well, he could leverage that into a long-term contract, which he got. By the way, the Titans play tonight on Tuesday Night Football. Um, Again, we're recording on Tuesday. So Andy Dalton now, Tony, has 11 games to show the world why he deserves another chance, another opportunity, another contract in the NFL. And to to the point we've just made, if if this exact situation unfolded, everything was the same in Jacksonville and Andy Dalton got an opportunity – Totally different thing. If the same thing even happened, Andy Dalton was rumored to be in the running for the New York Jets. E- even though that's New York, if, if it happened there, not the same thing. But if you go out, I don't even know that you have to play supremely well. I don't think you have to win the division. But if you're Andy Dalton and you put some good stuff out for the whole world to see, you're gonna, you know, some some doors might open for you in 2021 that otherwise might not have would have. Um, if if I could use proper words, but I <laughs> Tony, how? are you confident in Andy Dalton by the way when he was getting suited up that actually added to my sort of like anxiety in the moment because it was this like it was this like immediate you know and obviously because it was serious but you know that the trainers and the equipment guys like like' lifting him up by his his pads and it, it was it was an intense Putting you know the orchestration. Him ready to go out and yeah, save the day. I mean it was it was <laughs> it, it added to the the moment but uh but do you believe in the red raffle
2: I first, first of all, I thought he did a really nice job coming in. I mean, I, I know that he's not the most mobile guy, uh, but I think that some of the throws he made, you know, the ridiculous kits that Michael Gallup made, I mean, the ball was put Both right of where it needed to be. Uh, some of the passes he made, the guy's had experience. You look at his record. and I, I think now, I mean, we're talking about this during this virtual offseason and this pandemic when they signed Andy Dalton. And everyone's like, oh, well, there's going be some quarterback controversy if Doug doesn't sign. And, you know, the worst-case scenario would be for him, you know, for obviously the you know what happened would be him have to come in and back up. And and I, I think in and your Andy Dalton, he signed a one-year deal. I don't know if he expected this, but, you know, this is his opportunity to really, really – I mean, he's already got technically out of the bullpen one win, okay? So um, I think that you, you – you know, for him – if he wants an opportunity to go and play somewhere else, as you mentioned, he's got eleven more games. I mean, he's got a chance. I mean, it's not gonna be that hard to win the NFC East. Can we agree on that? I mean, they're and they're I mean, they're yeah. two and four in the leading the East. Okay. So to win that, two and that's or oh, two and three. I'm sorry. But they yeah. only got two wins. I mean, <laughs> what was the combined record? I was looking at this. Was it they, four, there's
1: four four wins? Four and 12. combined. twelve.
2: Four and twelve, right? Yeah.
1: And the yeah. and the tie. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Uh, well, we'll
2: just fill that in for but the the point is is like hey look you know Andy Dalton he could be a you know this is why you validate why you spend what six seven million dollars for backup quarterback and he comes and wins you you know wins you some games and gives you an opportunity and um, you know I think that it's going to be a little different I I like the play calling of Kellen Moore I don't know if he'll I mean I I, I, I watch Andy Dalton but I'm not really educated on what his mobile his opportunity is but roll out and different types of a mobile quarterback. It's not going to be Dak Prescott. I don't think he's going to put those type of numbers up, but he's going to give you an opportunity to win. he's a smart dude. Um, he's got great weapons. He's got great receivers. You know, if they can get the running game going, um, you know, which is going to be difficult, but I think this offensive line has got, it's going to get better. I think the other side of the, of the, of the ball is going to help have to help them out just a little bit now, which I hope that can happen. I mean, they, you know, they gave up a, a, again, a lot of points, but, they were better. Hey, Jalen Smith actually, you know, he he had a good game. So, yeah, I to answer your question, I think that a lot of things. Andy Dalton can get the job done. I think he's got enough opportunities with what he has on that offense that he can make plays and he can score points. Can he be the highest? Uh, you know, can it? Can he lead the highest scoring offense in the National Football League like Dak did?
1: I don't know. Um. So. It's. I mean, look, we're all stretching a little bit, right? To to find some hope here, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. Like, n- nobody's going to tell you that Andy Dalton is is one of the top ten or you know twenty quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But it's but still a lot better than than, than Cooper Rush, right? To- totally. And I want to get to that. But my 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 optimism for Andy Dalton. You mentioned he has a lot of the, the offensive line um, should theoretically get better. I mean, this this is. I think this is the second game that we're about to have. The second game, or, or excuse me, let me start that point over. We're about mm-hmm. to, for the first time, start the same five offensive linemen in two consecutive weeks. I believe because Tyler Biada started last week, and mm-hmm. so now you've got you know you're again you can be happy about the five or not, but at least you have the same five from one week to the next, which is. Biada,
2: if, if that's the way you if that's the way you pronounce his name, I'm sure I'll butcher. It. I, I I think that kid's gonna be okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I, not I think, worried about Tyler Biaggi. Yeah, I'm I, I, worried about Terrence more. Steele. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so the the best hope. For who Andy Dalton is with the Cowboys is his 2015 self, um, and and that people forget. And this, I, I brought this up a few times over the offseason in some different places. That 2015 Bengals roster was really good. Um, I mean, AJ Green was obviously mm-hmm. kind of at the peak of his powers. He had Mohamed Sanu, you had Marvin Jones, you had Jeremy Hill, you had Gio Bernard, Tyler Eifert in his best season to date, and Andy Dalton had you know an MVP caliber year that year before he got hurt. Um, and obviously, you know that was. Unfortunate. But if if you get that guy and, and this defense plays okay, which which is I see, I'm I'm still more worried about the defense than I am Andy Dalton. Um, but ultimately, and I'm curious for your take here, I I'm excited, and that's a weird way to put it, but I'm excited to see how this coaching staff responds. Because you said a minute ago, well, you've got Andy Dalton, you don't have Cooper Rush. And that that was a huge problem with the last coaching staff. Was that you know your backup quarterback is like the you know, 10th most important player on your team, if you're being honest with yourself, because if your starter goes down, that's the dude who becomes the most important player on the team. And so they treated that like it was nothing. That You know, they they got lucky that Dak never got hurt under their watch, but when Tony Romo got hurt, they weren't prepared. And so they, they were prepared, and I'll give Mike McCarthy that, that they prepared for the worst case scenario, which has unfortunately arrived. I am excited to see, how this coaching staff responds because this will tell us these next 11 games and potentially more whether this coaching staff really is worth something because now you have to coach. Now is when the going has gotten tough and you have to prove your worth at the NFL level and prove that you are the group that when you get Dak back and Tyron back, hopefully, and everybody back in 2021, that you can actually do something because doubt was starting to creep in before this injury happened. Yeah,
2: and this may not be the best world for Andy Dalton. I would say maybe two – two, three years, three years ago when this old offensive line was put together, the best offensive line in National Football League. Everyone's healthy. They could be able to run the ball so you could kind of get away with not having to throw it 50 times. Defense was playing better. So while he may have to throw the ball more, I think that as far as running the football, that may be the the issue that he may have because he's not going to have the luxury because he doesn't have the offensive line right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to your point, defensively, yeah, I think that this has got to put more pressure on them because they have been They're good. They, I mean, they, honestly, they've they been, the they been the issue. They've yeah. been the issue because they've given up a lot of points. That's why they've had to come back and be score points. That's why Dak is, you know, prior to this game, threw the ball 50 times. Okay. So it's going it's to be a lot more on the defense now. And to mm-hmm. me, I don't, uh, do you trust that? Or do you think that they can k- k- take up the slack? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Ando Dalton would go out there and it around and, you know, be Red Rifle and put up some humongous numbers. We don't know. I mean, he's got the capability. I think he does. Because as you mentioned, 2015, you know, when he put up big numbers. And, you know, it's been really mediocre the last five years. You say, you know, injuries and everything. But I, I don't know. I think that, I think I feel a lot better than him. I think as far as a backup plan, I feel pretty sure. good about that. But again, it's all about, you know, where this team directions goes, well, this defense, will it get better gets Arizona, which we know who they're bringing to town. i crazy mobile quarterback. I mean, that's the thing about it, man. Is, is there a, is there an on or off button for this defense where they can turn the on switch on? It's like, okay, we're going to play better. I, I still don't, I'm not, I'm not really, really, uh, you know, really uh, uh, what I saw. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm really uh, skeptical of that right now, for well, lack of better words. I was looking for the right word, but I guess i say a little skepticism.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
1: Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G pod wherever you get your podcasts. I don't want to sound like an asshole. It, it. It, it, I'm not going no, to totally. So I don't want to sound like an asshole, and, and I, I know that this point kind of sounds like that. You sound like um, an asshole? Yeah, a little bit, but I <laughs> I want th- – this is reality, right? It wasn't a bad dream that this is the reality for the, the 2020 Dallas Cowboys at this point. Most of their season is going to be played under these extreme conditions. Mm-hmm. And I want to find out who they are. And and I want, if there are flaws, if there are are players, if there are coaches that that aren't enough, I want that exposed. I mean, and that's a painful process to go through, right? I mean, you know, because that usually leads to loss and embarrassing moments and whatnot. But I want that exposed because it is, again, anything is possible, Nick Foles, whatever. It's totally technically possible that Andy Dalton could have success with the Dallas Cowboys, which would create just an incredible cluster of complications uh, next spring. But the overwhelming likelihood is that this team plays moderately well, maybe wins their crappy division, and then probably gets bounced early on in the playoffs. However... If Jalen Smith is the guy, this is the time that we're going to learn. If DeMarcus Lawrence is the guy, this is the time that we're going to learn. Right now, the pressure has shifted to all of the people that Dak Prescott has carried for so long in DeMarcus Lawrence and Jalen and Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore to a certain extent. Everybody else's hull pass in the MVP caliber quarterback is now gone. And now they are under the spotlight. And so I, I'm – I'm looking at it that way, and I know that that maybe sounds a little pessimistic, but I actually think it's optimistic because now you get to see who they really are, and if they're not who you need, then you adjust next season.
2: Well, there's got to be a rally cry, and I think that we've always, when I played and one of our best players went down, we're like, hey, the the next week or even during the game, hey, we got to pick up the slack. We don't have our starting running back. We're missing our starting quarterback. It's on us now. Right. Now, you know, can we, do we have the DNA? Do we have the... Do we have the the, the Nads to, the to, to step up? Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you know what? You can say that. So maybe this week, I I don't know how you turn this thing around defensively. Yeah, I mean they they made some plays. I mean they got turnovers. I mean uh, Mark the Marcus Lawrence, they got a sack. I mean shout out to D-Law, Yeah, yeah. So, but they lose one of their best players. I think on the defensive line, and Tristan Hill, he's out for the year. So. Now you got Nevin Gallimore. You got some guys that are going to have to step in and fill in for the guys. I mean, do they have it? I mean, do they have the do they have the clay that they can mold? You know, to really turn this thing around. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and, and and look, that's that's going to we're going to find out. I mean, right. I, I I I don't know that. As I mentioned earlier, I was trying to lose in the loss of words to describe how I felt. It's a confidence factor. I mean, do, are they able to garner back some of that confidence off – playing a team like the Giants. I mean, that is what they're going to have to build on because they know that their best player on offense is not going to be available this
1: year. I'm curious for uh, your take on something, Tony. By the way, Tony, you started a new show as well. You're a yeah. busy man, the Tony Casilla show, so you can get Tony's takes on there. I believe the great future Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson, is your first guest. So, yes, uh, make, sure, yeah. Make, yeah. make sure Make sure you check out, out the that. Tony... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get all the direct information where people can find it at the end here. Uh, but very excited to check it out myself. I so it, brother. Um, I want to get your take on this. I tweeted out a video of Jalen Smith doing a swipe, and I got I would say eighty percent agreement, uh, but there was some some dissension in the the replies, which is typically the case on on Twitter.com. Now here's my stance on the swipe. But I've never played in the NFL. I've never played you know college football, so I'm going to defer to you. My take is I don't look if you make a badass stop like he did when he sniffed out the screenplay, do the swipe, do the freaking swipe. That's that's a badass play that is deserving of the swipe. But if you make a routine third down stop which is nice you if you want to hold your fist in the air cuz it's yeah. fourth down okay i'm with you but it, it, and there's something about it be, because he has has already taken criticism for this thing mm-hmm. um that that is just he it's 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 the jalen of it all it's annoying. Uh, i i mean yeah i guess it's annoying but it's it not like okay. You know, but it's not like you know. We were talking college football. It's not like you go and, and you're putting the turnover chain on that that is about your team. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing this thing that is about Jalen, and I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. What I mean. he he had said he had and the other thing is that this reached the point that like he was asked about this in the offseason you know and 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 whatever I I understand that that Jalen has come back from an incredible difficulty in his life and if if this swipe mantra was was part of his mentality then you know all the more power to him because he's the one who came back and and all the kudos and respect to him but I'm curious I mean do you are you okay with this? Do you You're not fine. care?
2: You're right. You don't have to play in a National Football League to have that observation and that perspective. You're right on the money. And I don't remember what play it was. My son and I are watching the game, and he made a play, and they gained two yards. And he's trying. You he saw him trying to get up and do the swipe. And oh, he and said, he tripped over Jordan Lewis. Yeah, God. <laughs> I'm just like laughing. Cause I saw it. I'm just like you. I'm like, okay, yeah. We, the whole, the whole gonna game, what he was
1: going to do to gain
2: three yards, but Jalen makes a tackle. Okay, well, that's what you're supposed to do. But it's not minus three; it's plus three. So, yeah, I, 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 I feel exactly the way you do. I, and I don't know what motivates him. Maybe it's his energy. Maybe it's just he just can't. He's manic, and he, you know, in a good way, he's just got all this energy, and he makes a play. I'm like, dude, you made a play. Go back to the huddle and make another one. The yeah. next one, make it tackle for loss. And and I, I don't know. I think that that's the expectation. Isn't that what you're supposed to do, RJ? You're supposed to tackle the dude. Yeah. And if you get excited, you know, if you make a, a negative play, look, I'm all for that. Uh, no,
1: like like when, when he sniffed out the screen and he yeah, blew I mean, it up. You want to swipe there? Go right ahead. Because you, yeah. you earned that. But, but again, like uh, – Every play.
2: And yeah, for him, every- I bet you he and, – and, and we've been on him. I mean, a lot of people have been on him. And I'm sure that that's the reason – and I'll give him this: he hasn't changed his ways. I mean, he will. That's j- true. I, that, I respect so that. Being who he is, I mean, he does. He's, you know, he's not, he's he's got, you know, he's he's not, uh, you know, listening to the noise around him, so to speak, or reading stuff on social media. Uh, but yeah, I, I I had that same observation, RJ, and I, I felt just, the same way. Um, but I hope this continues. I hope he gets excited. And better. here's the thing about him: my last thought on Jalen Smith. There's always – when I play, there's always a dude that just talked and got all rah-rah. And what made me mad is when the dude wasn't making plays, okay, and he was still doing that. And I just – you know, guys are like, just shut up, okay? I mean, the guy come in, I'm like, dude, you know, just make a play. And so I, I it, it has a tendency
1: to get on my nerves just like yours. Mm-hmm. Um what what was what is what is a cooler celebration to you, Tony? Jalen swipe or Kenny Gant's shark?
2: Oh, Kenny Gant. That's <laughs> pretty. That that was pretty innovative back then. The shark was great. Yeah, it, but he, the, yeah, but but Kenny so, made some some plays, and you know we were totally different. So yeah.
1: Of so here's because I think I, I've never seen anybody make that comparison, but I think it's a good one not to pat myself on the back. But here's the thing when you're i mean because i know kenny Kenny,
2: i'm going back
1: (laughs) because he would do it like all the time right like for like normal things right but here's the thing if your team is badass and and y'all are just dominating if if you're the kings you can do whatever you want and and that's a weird rule but it's the reality when you are one in three and you're letting the worst offense in the nfl just go i don't know if you know this tony i've a lot of Everyone who listens to the podcast network has heard me say this several times, but I'm going to say it again because it's that embarrassing. So the New York Giants, Tony, entering this game, had three touchdowns, like, like all together. Oh. They had three touchdowns on the year. They, they scored, scored well, well, three know. touchdowns against the Cowboys. And and so let's say I'm saying. like, th- this is not the team to be swiping against. You no, know what I, I mean? Like. I-
2: I think you have to be humbled and then after you're humbled and then you just kind of come out of it and then you're like, OK, and then you just kind of fight your way back just a little bit. I mean, I like people's passion and look, I don't want him to, to play like, you know, he should, he should yeah, like you're totally. shaming I mean, I don't want him to do that. But, you know, dude, on every play that you're making, if you know, again, it's just very, very academic. You know, if the ball's in the other line of scrimmage and it's a negative play, swipe as much as you want. But if a guy gets four-yard gain, don't, don't do that. You I'll know, say and look at the scoreboard while you're, while you're doing it also.
1: I'll say this. This is my last take on it because it's it's hard because people are like, well, when is it okay to swipe whatever? You know who knows when to do his own celebration? Leighton Vandresh. And I know he's been hurt, so we haven't seen it a lot. But, like, he only does the wolf howl thing – when it makes sense, you know, like I've never seen him do the wolf howl and been like, you know what? You shouldn't be doing it right now because he only does it after awesome plays. And I think Jalen could take, and by the way, Jalen now like is a bandwagon wolf howler. And anytime Layton goes and does the wolf howl, Jalen has to go do it with him. So, I mean, he's just, <laughs> but I'm
2: going to you know, put that on the record that, that Jalen did, he did show up and he made some oh, good 100%. plays and I'm not disappointed who they are. I mean, they're the, they're in the, the national football league. Those guys get paid just like them. And, you know that's so. I'm going to give him props for bouncing back. I mean, we just need more of that. And no, and
1: him. and it's, I know we're not talking about him anymore, but he he did. If anybody took criticism last week, because the whole defense got dragged, oh, yeah. but but Jalen got called out nationally by multiple people, and I give him all the props. And so maybe that's where the swipe comes from. I don't know. Maybe now now I'm changing my tune a little bit. You know, I I am happy that he get rebounded well.
2: Pass. You know, but if you win, you can get a hall pass for that. Okay. Yeah. And you kind of look past that, but you know, I, I think it's just uh, it's the heat of the moment. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna shame him for you know being you know very passionate about playing. Just make sure you, you celebrate when you're making big plays.
1: Um, last thing, Tony, before we get out of here, and it's it's kind of related. Actually, it's entirely related to Dak. But uh, we've talked a lot about this, and not not about the contract stuff, but uh, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones took a lot of heat. When, when this went down and, and have, you know, there's been a lot discussed. I had some tweets myself. I've, I've you know, let my thoughts be known all over the podcast network. But um, you've, I mean, obviously you've played in the NFL. And I, I think that, I think that more people, when things like this happen, they say, man, that's why players hold out. That's why players ask for a lot, etc. What What are your thoughts there? Um, I mean, So I'll I'll tell you my tweet if you didn't see it. I I tweeted that a lot of people have let Dak Prescott down this season. Obviously defensive players and coaches and whatnot. And I said none more than Jerry Jones and Steven Jones. And I I personally think that. I mean – you know, they they have their pie logic and whatever. Um, and and Dak, you know, Dak bet on himself and and he did make that conscious decision, yes. But he felt like he wasn't getting you know paid or offered what he was worth. And I think we all saw that he's worth far more than the Cowboys think or at least financially thought he was worth. And so, I don't know. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, and then you could say he should have accepted the what the offer that they made him. I mean, there's. And I I don't I don't fully agree or disagree with Jerry and their their approach to this. And you can say, well, then a lot of people are like, well, you know, the dude's making thirty-one million dollars. I mean, I don't really feel sorry for him. He's gonna be fine. Right. Okay. And for long term, I get it. I mean, that's why you, you know, that's why you take the you know, the you, you bet on yourself and you want to get insurance against, mm-hmm. you know, for longevity in case something like this happens. But you know, Dak's a big boy. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know what how much they are apart, but he decided that, hey, look, I'm going to make I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to have a great year, which he was at that to this point. And then just this, you know, a catastrophic injury occurred. And and he, he he's probably telling himself all well, he telling his agents, Well, you know, I should have taken what they offered me. So See, there's two I, ways you can look at this. OK,
1: I think and, there's – because I think the bet's still active too. You know, like I don't think that there's a, a winner or a loser to that fit no, quite yet. I
2: yeah, I don't think so. And, and, and I, I mean, it's a business. And, again, a lot of people on the the business side of it will say, well, that's great business by Jerry because this is exactly what, you know, he didn't want what to happen. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to pay this guy, give him what he wanted, and something happens and his career ends. And I understand both sides of it yeah I, I i don't I don't agree I don't think that the, I don't trust what they're saying now that they're going to take care of him in the future because I just don't believe that because I've, I've seen it and you know if they were going to take care of him they would have taken care of him prior to you know the season and given him what he want I guess and maybe been closer and whatever the case may be but I don't believe that just even after this injury I mean really it reinforces my lack of confidence that they'll get something done. Because they don't know. Now he's damaged goods. He's got to come back. And I think he'll come back. I mean, this is injury that can be, you know, it, it's not like an Alex Smith and that type of injury, was growth, which was horrible.
1: And congratulations you know? to him on, on making oh, yeah. his return on Sunday as well. Well yeah, great to see his wife? Uh, I mean, it was, it was see incredible. see the anguish in her and the anxiety
2: about she's got holding her head and, and all that. But, yeah, congrats to him. Got um, sacked six times, so I guess his leg's fine, right?
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> I By the Rams. So, I think, and I, I'm curious. I think you agree, um, because it, business is business, and business is void of emotion. Um, but, but the idea, and I don't. I, this is this is put more strongly than I, than I mean it. But the idea that they won't use this against Dak, just just out of kindness, is I think false. Um, You're naive, because, you think? Yeah, yeah, because one of the one of the biggest sort of pros to to Dak. You know when if if it was our job to you know argue for him in contract Mm -hmm. negotiations was this guy has never missed an NFL start you know he's he's the pinnacle of health and that that is that is no longer true, and so now when you sit down at the negotiating table again in in the world of business and I wouldn't fault the Cowboys because that's business they're gonna say well that thing you said a year ago. That's no longer true. So the price has been adjusted for this. It's been adjusted for that. Right. Um, and and so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're extremely naive if you think that the Cowboys, because they feel bad and and they they love Dak, which I, I do believe that, and I think you believe that too, I but I don't think they're going to say, well, you know, let's just make it right. I, I don't believe that for one second.
2: Well, I think the emotional connection that everyone has because of what he did, he didn't – he gambled on himself and – I think people really respect that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people still think they shouldn't have paid. I mean, I ask people, they talk about Dak all the time. Like, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have paid him anyway. Okay. And so there's a lot of people out there that aren't convinced that he is the quarterback of the future, which I don't understand. But that's just right. who they are. That's their their own opinion. Um, but, yeah, I think the emotional, like, when we're watching him being carted off the field and we're all crying and because he is a good dude, and he did. Gamble on himself. He did take the, you know, a flyer and like, dude, I'm going to show you, you're going to end up, this end up costing you more money. Now you're in a situation where all of a sudden you lost all your leverage because of this injury, which is the sad part about it.
1: Well, yeah. And like, it's, I mean, we could, we could do 10 hours on this because, oh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, if if you're arguing for Dak, well, you know, you put him out there without Tyron, without without Lyle. Hey, well, that's football. You know, we didn't know they were going to get. You know what I mean? Like you, you can you can go one direction and come back and in this direction, etc. And that's I I think you know a lot of people have asked what you know what do you how do you think this ends? I think they tag him again. And if I was Dak and or if if I had to advise Dak or I I had, if, if it was you, Tony, you said, Archer, what should I do? I'd say, dude, don't, don't play on the franchise tag again. Look what happened to you last year. Um, so I mean, I, I, it's going to be a long off season again, which is the unfortunate part.
2: Yeah. And, and I I don't know what's going to happen. I think that I I just hope Andy Dalton stays healthy. Uh, I know that they're. I think with his working on signing the guy was the quarterback from Cleveland. I don't know
1: if that's so, uh, you're, well, I mean, again, congratulations to the Sooners, but you're talking about Texas Longhorn legend, Garrett Gilbert. Highland Park legend, SMU, yeah. you know, I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> whatever that tie is. Uh, well,
2: you know, now these were the Dallas Cowboys. I can cheer for them and hopefully, uh, you know, it'd still be always horns down. But, uh, yeah, I think, again, it's, it's uh, the whole deal with, uh, you know, with Dak being gone and, you know, the – you know, what the, you know, how they're going to adjust this team, you know, to now this could be like a rally cry. I mean, this could be a, a rally, you know, when, and crying that we, you know, we need to pick the slack up on on all facets of it. Defense, I mean, we didn't even talk about the special teams. I mean, there's so many other facets of the game. But this is the, you know, that, that happened in that game. But fortunately for a lot of, you know, those different groups that we, you know, we couldn't really tear into it. Uh, you know, the Dak Prescott oversees everything.
1: Well, and that's that's what I kind of referenced earlier. All those people that have gotten to kind of hide under not only Dak carrying them, but the attention that, that just goes to Dak because he's the quarterback. All those people, that shield is gone. You know what I'm saying? And and so if, if they don't perform, it's going to be a bigger deal. I mean, you're right. John Fossil's group not only had 12 men on the field, but they had 10 men on the field for both field goal attempts there at the end. I mean, that that's that's – John Fossil's is a great guy. I would I would love to like play a game of Monopoly with John Fossil, You know, like a great like board game night or something. Like he he seems like a, just a great person. But man, he is by far the most overrated move that the Cowboys made over the offseason.
2: Yeah, it's very uh, it, you know underperformed and the the fake uh, field goal. I mean, no one was even covering. Thank God for the penalty. And and then uh, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but. You know the the important thing is the Cowboys got to win. desperately that they needed without their franchise quarterback, and as they move forward, you know what's this team going to do? Are they going to build off of it? Are they they going to gain confidence and really just like okay, let's really let's rally around the injury and just use this as a stepping emotional block for us because we're going to have to we're going to have to take up the slack because on that side of the ball, and I'm referring to the defensive side of the ball. That week in the meet this week in the meeting room, we're gonna have to have to come to Jesus uh, meeting and say, look, dude, whatever this is, whoever's out on that damn field, you're gonna have to not make mistakes, you're gonna have to be accountable because we cannot afford to give up what's 35 points in the National Football League and expect them, the offensive side, without the franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott, be able to bail us out. It's time that we step up and we make some damn plays. Put
1: Tony at the center of the huddle. Let's get this thing going. Um. All right. Cool. Sound well, like Jalen Smith? Yeah, yeah. Just do the swipe and then and then like go right into the Kenny Gant. You know what I'm saying? Like like bring uh, the hand right, up Gant. and go straight into the Gant. shark.
2: Gant. I'm gonna go back. That's, uh, if people don't know what the, you need to tweak the Kenny Gantt dance oh, out, man. Dude.
1: Yeah. The shark. But okay. Uh. Yeah. Greg. You think Greg Norman was the shark? No, baby. Kenny Gantt.
2: Uh. But um. That's okay. when we played. Hey, we had Joe Abizano, and that's when we. That's um, when they played special teams, man. That's, that's when special teams yeah. – if you won that category during that era, then you had a pretty good chance of winning.
1: Joe Avizano, one of the greatest special teams coaches in the history of the National Football League, the great Joe Avizano. Um, okay, Tony, so, uh, well, you'll offer your prediction when we all do on the pregame here on the podcast feed. That'll drop Saturday night. So, um, I think even, we all got
2: our prediction right.
1: We we all did pick the Cowboys to win. Um, Obviously, did not finally got one. (laughs) Um, But um, but so we're we're still going to drop that Saturday night, even though the game's on Monday Night Football. But we'll tell you more about that later this week. Tony, tell us about your new podcast. Tony's not going anywhere. You can still hear him on the seven five zero. But what else you got going on?
2: Well, I'm really excited about it. It's a a podcast. Uh, As you mentioned, our premiere is uh, is October thirteenth at seven p.m. You can catch us on YouTube live. Facebook Live. Uh, It'll be on Spotify and I believe Apple uh, play, I think, next month. But for the first episode, first two or three episodes, you can catch us there. You know, here's the thing about it. You know me, I like talking football. I mean, that's what you and I do. And I love blogging the boys and the 750. Uh, This is a little different because, you know, with Drew, we got into a little bit more personable things. I mean, we'll talk about all different types of moments, kind of what really motivated him. Of course, asked him about the uh, you know, getting snubbed for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and his emotions and everything. And now is, a, is the single nominee for the senior, uh, you know, the election for the 2021 uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, in which uh, I think he's the only one. So he's got a pretty good chance, but not even he's can con- he, he's convinced and you'll be able to hear that. Uh, but we have different segments, which is great. We talk about uh, X's and O's of life, you know, marriage, dating, and, you know, giving experience, you know, to, you know, to pointers on that. Then we have Ben's watching because now, as you know, RJ, we're, we talk about what we're bingeing. Oh, by the way, you got to watch Alone. Have you, have you heard about that on Netflix? Alone. Alone. It's about uh, they drop te- ten people in the Antarctic, and they have to survive. I mean, it's crazy. You have to oh, check. It's called wow. Alone. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so we talk about we uh, Ben's watching and the, and then uh, just kind of what we've all been doing since the pandemic started hell i know i've gained about 20 pounds and then uh i do a tony steak but it's kind of incorporate more the you know the personal life and kind of behind the scenes that we don't talk about and i try to pull a little bit out of them but it yeah it's i'm excited about that i'm gonna have to get my boy on there and we're gonna have to talk a little uh life lessons
1: of course yeah. Age. yeah well uh you know so i'm
2: excited about it hopefully uh i'll uh people will check it out and as i said it's october 13th and uh which is Wednesday, and I'll, I'll we'll send something out on social media.
1: Well, Tony, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to hearing you on the pregame and certainly next Tuesday. Uh, we don't often get to be on here on the 750 the day after a game, but we will get to next Tuesday, obviously, because the game's on Monday Night Football, so looking forward to that. Uh, have a great rest of the week, Tony, and everybody. Enjoy uh, the fact that, you know, one of your teams uh, looks like they're they're building some promise, and the other, well, they're a bit of a question mark right now, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. This was The 750.